You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison of the Double X Files, and we just watched episode number... What episode? 22! 22! 22? Yeah. 22? 22. You mean we have two more episodes, Allison? two left in this season, eh? Anyway, 22, Born Again, um, which was a weird combination between Eve... Uh, Shadows, and that other episode with the murderer who went into someone else's body. Yeah, that one. That one. I don't know which one it is, but I feel like we've, I feel like this plot has been done before. Yeah, it was familiar. It was very familiar with the spooky children. I think it's just very, very, yeah, very similar to Shadows. Very similar to Eve. creepy little girl, very similar to Eve. Very similar to the murderer in another person's body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was called Born Again. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, it was called Born Again, Rude. and Allison, why don't you read the description? An eight-year-old girl is the prime suspect in a series of bizarre, seemingly unrelated deaths. Wow. Once again, we have little girls. And, you know, if I know the X-Files track record with little girls, when I saw this little girl... I thought, A, either she's a murderer, mm-hmm. or B, it's Mulder's little sister. Yeah. But it turns out to be A. You could tell by the dead eyes. Super dead eyes. Um, Fun fact about this little girl, she's played by Andrea Lipman, who you may know as the voice of Pinkie Pie and Fluttershy. She was very cute, but she was actually a very good actress. Yeah, she was very creepy. She was a very creepy she little girl. She played a 24-year-old dead cop very well. Yeah, she sure did. Uh, this opens in a horribly, uh, boss, or Boston, Buffalo type, um, precinct, police precinct. Buffalo, New York. Where the armpit of the universe. Yeah. I love, well, I can't even say I love Buffalo. I'm from Toronto. We have a bias against people from Buffalo. One time, my family and I went to Buffalo to watch a hockey game, and we had a leaf sticker, um, on the back of our van. Our minivan. Mm-hmm. And someone from Buffalo scratched it off. Oh, my God. Like, literally stood there and was scratching this thing off. So rude. Anyway, Buffalo. Am I right? Yeah. Um, We open on Buffalo, and we also open on blatant sexism, where we have this cop is like, hey, other lady cop, toots, I like to see you walk away, because I like the way your butts move in your tight, high-waisted 90s jeans. I like the cut of your jib. Where in your jib is some kind of sexual organ. <laughs> um, so there's a dude cop and there's lady cop and the lady cop sounds like uh, Fran Drescher. Uh, she's putting on that Buffalo, New York accent. Yeah, she reminded me of Janice from Friends. Yeah, Janice. Yeah, actually, that's a better one. Um, she goes outside, she finds the little girl, and this little girl, she got murderized. She brings the little girl back up. They're going to go find the little girl's mums. And, um, one thing leads to the other, and the sexist cop gets thrown out the window. Yeah. And lands on a car, and Fran Drescher slash Janet slash Buffalo Lady Cop is like, looks at the little girl, and the little girl, again, this actress was very, very good, just dead, dead eyes. Yeah, just staring at her. They should have just put her in the Eve. Yeah, she would have been great as Eve. Both, all of them. The Eves. The Eves, yeah. Um, and that was our cold open? Yeah, that yeah. is what that's called. Nice one. I am learning. We've done 22 episodes, and I've learned what a hot take is. I've learned what a callback is. I've learned what a meat cute is. Yeah. Um, I've learned many things. Yeah. And what dicks really look like, which is a hand. Yes, accurate. Dicks, dicks accurate. look like hands. Dicks are hands. That's also a call brack that I just did. Yeah. So I am just... I'm... Also, I'd say it's a pretty hot take. 
see, guys, we just ate very large dinner slash lunches. So we're lounging. We're in the lounging position. And yep. Allison almost fell asleep during this episode. So true. I barely remember what happened. I know <laughs> there was an aquarium. There was an aquarium. That's, That's all I got. Good. Um, And for me, again, I'm having a hard time establishing where Eve and Shadows and that other switch bodies episode ends and this one begins Mm -hmm. it feels like they phoned it in a little um so Mulder and scully are called in because weird things janice knows that someone that works in baltimore who knew their work on the tombs case oh that's right okay so she's like get these guys over here because this shit is strange hey i have a question for you okay we didn't mention this on our last episode, but remember two episode, episodes ago about the bugs? Yeah. That was never mentioned again, how they were in, like, in a big medical tent and, like... Oh, yeah, no one mentioned that again. No one was like, that ever. gee whiz, that sure was a real gee, doozy. I needed, like, ten blood transfusions because all those bloods, those those bugs sucked me dry. They took all my bloods. That never is mentioned. No, that's not. It doesn't come up again. Okay. I'm sorry. For, I just remembered about that now. That's okay. <laughs> Tangents, welcome. Um, yeah, because we wrote very few notes on this episode. <laughs> uh, the kid the kid is in the... Um, Mulder and Skelly are like, what's the deal? And then Janice is like, well, the kid says... It was just the kid in the room as far as I know, but the kid says there was another man there. And the man is who, what, pushed that guy. Yeah. This actually seems confusing now in context of the result of the episode. But. Yeah, it does kind of feel. Because was she not, she was Charlie. Why would she have seen him? Well, she, she didn't. She lied. Oh, okay. It was. I assume it's a lie. I assume. But then she describes the man and she describes Charlie. Well, so I'm, we're going to just. Uh, 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 we're gonna just say it. So the the whole thing is this girl is well. They've seen the episode. Well, I don't know. Some people haven't. Maybe people watch, listen to well, they're us. They're not gonna get a hell of a lot out of this. Yeah. <laughs> or they haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. Just to remind you guys, this is the episode where the girl, um, Fluttershy, Fluttershy, slash Pinkie Pie, slash Pinkie Pie, is um a reincarnation. Yeah. Of the a cop who has died in a mysterious way. Yeah. Uh. And so when they ask this girl to draw a representation of, she claims that someone else pushed. Yeah, the she says cop. someone else pushed that guy. It wasn't me. So maybe I mean maybe it's the concept of when you have reincarnation, um, you kind of have memories of who you are, and then kind of have memories who don't. So maybe she didn't have a handle on it and she kind of didn't remember doing it pushing him out the window yeah again this is the part of the x-files that i don't like that we're guessing yeah that that we're we're guessing maybe it was this but it's unsubstantiated well that's the whole that's what Mulder. that's Mulder's life well i anyway so Mulder and scully are going to investigate uh this because um the buffalo lady cop was like hey i've heard that you work on weird cases and this little lady gave me the textbook definition of the creeps yeah because she did she gave us all the creeps gave us so many creeps and um so they take the girl and they are Mulder is um helping her with uh, putting together like a visual reconstruction yeah, of what the guy the other guy reproduction in the room yeah looked like. so it's like oh gosh do you remember those little uh toys where it was like a bald man and then you have like a magnetic pen and little lead pieces and you draw like you carry the lead pieces across the face and you can make little mustaches and everything never heard of that really yeah oh well, that's what it reminded me of. It was a it was a big white face, and then they like added hair and a mustache and everything. Racist. And what? A big white face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna start. I'm not even okay. gonna start. Um, uh, big white face, and, and then Mulder's like, "Hey, what about this mustache and his big like dolly mustache?" And the girl starts laughing, and then suddenly he's like, "No." I must not laugh. It was kind of weird. Well, it's because the computer glitches out from that mustache to the mustache that the guy actually had. 
Oh, yeah. The guy in question being who, Joseph Stalin. Who looked exactly like I- Joseph Stalin. Identical to Joseph Stalin. So forget this whole other X-Files plot that they're trying to weave together. What is actually happening is this girl is somehow connected to the ghost of Joseph Stalin. She's been possessed by the ghost of Joseph Stalin. Or it's her friend. Just like Skinner. Skinner's friend is um, the ghost of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, and you actually asked me what would happen if the ghost of Ronald Reagan and the ghost of Joseph Stalin would meet each other and it would just be ghost Cold War. Yeah. Like yeah, a very just... spooky, very Cold yeah. War. Like Lenin would like be reincarnated from the Red Square where his body is and like be a zombie. Is Trotsky going to be there? Uh, no, he's dead in Mexico with an ice pick in his well, head. Well, everyone's dead. That's <laughs> I, why it's I guess a ghost so. Cold I guess War. So. I would say Trotsky has some... Uh, uh, reservations about working with ghost Joseph Stalin again. That's fair. He could join the other side, <laughs> He though. could. He could join he's Ronald just, Reagan. Maybe he's just down in Mexico with ghost Frida Kahlo and yeah. just <laughs> chilling out. Um, I would say ghost Ronald Reagan and ghost um, Theodore Roosevelt would be involved, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Carter is he's not there. dead. Jimmy not, Carter's not dead. He's, he's just joining in. He's just there. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey, ghost pals, let's do this. He just wants to party. <laughs> um, anyway, Joseph Stalin. Face repro- So she comes up with this facial recognition thing that looks like Joseph Stalin, yeah. but it's actually this dead cop, which we find out later, which apparently she is possessed by or reincarnated by. It's it, not a It's unclear. It's very unclear. Um, we talk to the mom, and the mom says, oh, she's been a disturbed child. Yeah, the mom's very much like, I hate this, I hate my weird daughter. I couldn't imagine, that's the one of the things that never appealed to me, like, when you have kids. Like, you could be stuck with a doozy of a kid. Yeah. Now, I know, like, there's that nature versus nurture thing, and, like, how you raise your kid is, you know, environment-wise, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there must be some inkling of, like, you could pop out a real bad egg. Yeah, you could have a kid that's just a straight-up asshole. Like, and, 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 and I don't like that. No. I don't like the idea of, you know... It's a gamble. You whatever what comes out get. of Whatever comes out of your body is a total gamble. Think about how chickens feel. Well, we eat the chickens. Oh, no. The eggs of the chickens. Well, that's depressing. Yep. <laughs> Too bad a bad egg didn't come out of them. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm trying what? to make a joke, and I'm just reaching for it. It's not working. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Um, they do mention one thing that was kind of neat, and it was kind of called back at the end, is she's the one thing that the girl is very, very scared of is the pool. Yeah, she's afraid of the pool. And she screams every time she sees the pool. So that's interesting, because later on, that's called back. And then the origami thing. Oh, yeah. Where she makes, she makes like, an origami hawk for Mulder and, like, throws it out the window, and Mulder's like... Ah. Oh, the mother says, oh, it's origami. And Mulder says, oh, you mean the Japanese ancient art of paper folding? Yeah. And we're like, fuck you, Mulder. Everyone (laughs) knows what fucking origami is. What the fuck? (laughs) Is that those things? There was another thing like that a long time ago. It's like, oh, geez. Thank you, Mulder, for explaining this very simple idea. But but we appreciate it. It's a universal concept. Um... All I wrote is, we have an autopsy at seven, which I thought was a funny line. Oh, yeah, because Mulder is like, I'm going to go see this kid's therapist. Scully, you go back to the precinct. And she's like, well, we have an autopsy at seven. He's like, I don't care. That's your business. I have a hot date with a dead body. My God. What? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So Mulder goes to the psychologist and uh, there's some, we- I wrote, weird doll stuff. Yeah, there's some really weird stuff that goes on with this psychiatrist. Because at first as she's talking, like, she kind of makes out to say that she thinks this little girl has DID. Yeah. Which, for those of you that don't know, is dissociative identity disorder. Um, just because she's talking about, like, personalities, like, splitting off because of trauma and stuff. But this is something that was never really brought up or established. And yeah, and Mulder... Never talks about it again. And Mulder mentions schizophrenia, and she says, no, it's not... It's not like that. Yeah. And then you mentioned the DID thing, and that's what it kind of sounds like, that... Yeah. Yeah, and... But... 
And it was mentioned that she's she's putting on she's doing much better on drugs sort of thing. Yeah, she's on Thorazine. What is? Do you know what Thorazine is? I don't really. I think it like calms you, but that's about yeah. all I know. Which might be the why downer. she has dead eyes. She has super dead eyes, and she only laughs like twice at mustaches. Like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's revealed at the psychologist that the psychologist left the little girl alone in the room with these dolls these she says anatomically correct i feel like that's not that's weird (laughs) don't look in the diaper man um and that that the little girl pulls off all of their the left arms and then like blacks out one of the eyes i thought it was the right arm and the left eye it really doesn't matter really doesn't matter no no okay If you want to establish something that matters, I don't know. Things are getting tense in the uh, double X bed. <laughs> Why'd you always have to just just bulldoze me, Allison, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> We're so close to the end. There's two more episodes after this. Oh, We can do it. Okay. He's, so she's she's ripping arms off these dolls. She's and eyes. Taking their eyes out. Weird doll stuff. Weird doll stuff. That's what I wrote. And then Mulder does his gem of a gem of a gem situation where she he says, uh, have you ever seen anything overtly supernatural or paranormal happen <laughs> around this little girl? And then the psychologist is like, get out. Leave. Just go. And once, you would think, okay, we are 22 episodes in. Yeah. Mulder, is it not apparent that when you mention weird things, you don't get your way? No, nothing good comes of you being like, do you believe in this random occurrence? Like, bring out your slides, bring out your, like, tattoo of Bigfoot on your ass. It really doesn't matter. It do- it doesn't matter. It just, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be okay it just this i'm having real difficulty with this one because i'm not invested in it because i felt like i've seen this episode three times already yeah and some of the concepts really spooky like the actually the girl looking through the window was a really good shot really scary but once again, X-Files doesn't really establish what actually has happened. Yeah. And we're left to be guessing. But at this point, I don't care much to guess. <laughs> Is that sad? <laughs> I just don't. I, I just don't, don't care. I just don't care, you guys. Well, we're going to carry on anyway. Okay. So, oh, one thing that Mulder mentions before Scully goes to do her spoops topsy is he says um, to see if there are any, like, raised electrical oh, yeah. uh, burns, burns or bruises or anything. Um, and lo and behold, there she is. does find one. It's very large. It's right in the center of this guy's chest. I don't remember the name of this particular cop character. No, nor do I care. When is Charlie? Is no, there a Charlie? Is, there is a Charlie, but this is not him. This he's is like the, the asshole Ram- sexist cop. He's like Rambolo or something. Every time I try to think of his name, I only say, like, types of pasta in my head. <laughs> and I feel like that's racist. I feel like that's super racist, too. <laughs> Ends in a vowel. Starts with an R. It's got Olo in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rock and roller. Okay. Um... So autopsy. Yeah, she finds oh. that. Oh, the the lady cop is there. I don't even know her name either. Fran Dresser. I call her Janice. Well, yeah, she she interrupts she interrupts um, Scully's autopsy, and uh, Scully's like, um, I'm in the middle of an autopsy. Rude. Uh, but the big important detail that she reveals is the cop has done some research on the picture that the girl developed of what the what the vict not not the um suspect looks like yeah the suspect that threw the other guy out the, the window guy she allegedly saw in yeah. the room uh and the cop did some digging and it turns out that this picture looks exactly like a cop that died in another precinct like eight years ago in the two seven yeah in the two seven not the one four uh i learned that 
I paid attention to that, but nothing else, apparently. Uh, so this guy has died, and the cop says, well, it looks like our little girl saw a g-g-g-g-ghost. <laughs> and then... So that's Charlie Morris. That's Charlie Morris. And this is the Charlie Morris who Mulder later says that has been reincarnated into the body of a little girl. And also it's the Charlie Morris who looks like Joseph Stalin. Yes, the Charlie Morris. Well, the picture of him looked like Joseph Stalin. No, the, the... I, I think that he just straight up looks like Joseph okay. Stalin. Okay. <laughs> I have a question, though. Yeah. Let's liven things up. Let's liven it up. Let's, let's go crazy. Um, What would you want to be reincarnated as? If there is such thing as reincarnation. Are we talking specific people? Are we talking like animals? Um, what are we you talking? Can ta- you can go for the spectrum of things. If you wanted to be another human, go for it. Uh, if you didn't, like if you wanted to be an animal, that's fine too. What What would you want to be reincarnated as? Um, Either like a really stealthy, like vicious animal. Really? Yeah, like something Jesus. that's really stealthy but really knows how to tear flesh. Like a pan- like a like a panther? Yeah, like a panther. Yeah. Yeah, or I'd want to be like I don't know. Would you want to be human again? Probably not. No, me either. Probably but a little bit over it. <laughs> I'm so over Just being a human. Just a little over it. Oh, it's awful. You need a job. You got to pay for fucking rent and And you got to go go to school. School's the worst. Oh. Education's awful. And like Works a nightmare. You get to Oh god. I would be a golden retriever. I'd be a dog in a heartbeat. So we would not be friends. No, no, no. I would just like uh, dogs are awesome cuz you can just sleep all day mm-hmm. and then you get really really excited and you love everyone and you get fed and you don't care if the food tastes like shit or smells like shit and in fact you prefer it smelling like shit and you eat the same thing every day so nothing surprises you and you get loved and you get to sleep and that's my idea of a perfect lifetime it's pretty solid yeah right although if i was a panther i couldn't play video games that's true you wouldn't have opposable thumbs would you be a human just to play video games I might be a human just to eat, like, human food. Yeah. Human food is pretty good. Uh, do you think if you become reincarnated, you have the memories of past people? Or, like, you would know what human food tastes like? I think you would have to, like, you would be born with new memories and then they would, like, sort of start occurring to you throughout your life. You'd be like, oh, this is a thing I've never encountered, but I'm suddenly thinking about. I know this should be a personal X-Files, but she didn't write in, so I'm going to tell a story. Um... One of my friends, Eva, uh, she told me a story about her little brother, like baby brother, sitting on her a lap, specifically telling her that he was a bus driver and had a family and kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So she's she's a believer about reincarnation and stuff. I like the idea of it. I think it would be. Yeah. It's, I just it's don't cool want to be concept. necessarily a human again. I don't know if I want to go through all this. again. That's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> I'll be a dog, live 10 years, I'm good. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, I have Joe Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote down Joe Bluth. Oh, do you have guy? Who was that guy? Do you have any idea yeah, what I mean I, about when I say I Joe Bluth? There was a guy, and I don't remember who if was it was it? a cop or if it was like the... Was it the regression guy? A man was a man existed in this yeah. episode, and he looked like if Joe Bluth and Buster Bluth had a baby. I said interview. Oh, is it the? It's the other cop. It's the other cop. It's the cop who runs away. Oh, it is the cop who runs away. Okay, okay, so okay they, good. We've solved yeah, the yeah, mystery of, of Courtney writing Joe Bluth on her on her notes. So they go to this guy's house. Yeah, and he's all sketchy. He's like, "My wife's sleeping, so we gotta talk on the porch." Yeah, and you were upset about that. Oh yeah, because later on it's like, "Why was her hands covered in flour if she was sleeping?" Yeah, but it's obviously because he just he lied. He just lied. Yeah. Like, duh. Yeah. So um. He, uh... What's the connection between them? Between who? Oh, it was the dead guy's partner. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) What? So this guy is, um... He's Charlie Morris's ex-partner, but he's like, I don't know 
this Barbarola guy that died. That's his, <laughs> my best guess at his name, Barbarola. Um, I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's Charlie, the dead guy. The guy who looks like Joseph Stalin. The guy who his, is his partner. Yeah, the guy who may or may not be haunting this little girl. It's his partner, and it seems like something super sketchy is up. Um, yeah. Because after Mulder and Scully interviews this guy, uh, the next scene is this guy talking to another cop-type looking guy. Yeah. And it really reveals, like, just exposition up the yin-yang. Oh, up the yin. It's just like, hey, this whole Charlie's death thing, it's not what it seems. Obviously, it wasn't just gang members. Um, Others were involved. Money was at stake. Money was at stake. And something about 10 years. Yeah. Something. I know what happened here. What? Which if you did not get, I can explain. Thank God. Okay. So these four police officers. Yes. Three of them had this plan to like take all this money from a drug bust. Okay. Um, And they were like, okay, we're going to split it four ways. There's Morris, Fiore, Barbarola, and the other one. Yeah. Um, and they were, Barbarola and the other one were partners, and Morris and Fiore were partners. Okay. And they're like, we're all going to split it four ways, but Morris wouldn't take his share of the money. He wasn't cool with it. Yeah. So they were trying to scare him by, like, dunking his head in his own saltwater aquarium. And then he died. And then he died, and they were like, oh, no. And made it look like... He's dead. Yeah. So they made it look like he had been murdered by a classic gang hit, and yeah. then his partner married his wife. And they agreed in 10 years, they would wait 10 years, and then they would retrieve that money from their safety deposit box. When they mentioned safety deposit box, there was another safety deposit box somewhere in season one. Yes, there was. Uh, Was it the murderer one? The one, the other body, right? Yeah. So that was like, well, is it the same thing now? Is this a callback to that? Like, is that... No, just some people have safety deposit boxes. (laughs) In general. In general, it's a thing that It's a device used in many have. forms. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you came to explain that because I hadn't... I just was... You're welcome. <sighs> so, in 10 years, in 10 years, they would go. But, yeah. Yeah. So, that's essentially all they say that's in that it. conversation. That's, is that's they kind of foreshadow that they killed the guy and that there's money at stake. And so, the guy behind the desk, who's um, some sort of law insurance something... Um, really? insurance adjuster yeah he says something about it he's like i you're being a pussy yeah so offensive um and i'm not gonna stand for it and if you like and blah 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 (laughs) and so (laughs) and he trailed off and he was silent for like two minutes (laughs) just like what allison just did (laughs) Uh, if you don't put uh (laughs) <laughs> it was really weird. I don't know why the X-Files made that so choice. Weird creative choices. <laughs> Anyways, Fiore's like, you can have my share of the money. I don't even care anymore. I'm getting yeah. the fuck out of here. That's that's the Joe Bluth guy. Yeah, okay. Joe Bluth. Joe Bluth. Um, and so then this guy, this law insurance adjuster guy, is on a bus. He's on a bus. You remember this part. I remember, this, remember part, this part because I was upset over this part. Yeah, it's crazy. Um... um so he's riding a bus and it's obviously super creepy, kind of creepy music. Yeah, it's like violin, like, and it's like someone's going on an adventure, but it's maybe will be a dangerous it's one. It's sinister. It is slightly sinister. I got it sinister. I, I described it as the music from Home Alone <laughs> when the guys are getting like paint canned and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's what it sounded like. That makes sense. Um, so he, he gets off. Yeah. He steps off the bus, but does not walk away from the bus. No, I he don't does know not. why. He does not. Like if he's tying a shoe or whatever. No. But something ghosty picks up the end of his scarf, and when the doors of the bus close, the end of the scarf is caught. Now, you and I, Allison, we know how scarfs work. Yes, we do. And if your scarf is caught, you can simply use the other end to take your scarf off of your neck. easily free yourself. So very easily. He, in a moment of panic or stupidity, did not free himself. So, well, yeah, go on. Yeah, defend defend it. Defend it. No, I'm I'm not defending it. I'm saying here's the thing. Even if he hadn't managed to free himself, the force of the bus on the scarf would not have dragged him along. 
like the scarf would have given way before he or the bus did. You think? Well, he was running along, too. Well, yeah, he was running along. He was running along. Which was stupid on his part. Yeah, he could have just... But I still feel like the moment that his... He can't run anymore. You think the when the body's dragging, you think the scarf would have... Ripped. Gave out. Yeah, I think it would have ripped. Maybe his gra- grandma knitted it and it was super duper strong. And it had, what, like steel filament in Maybe, it? Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, that's beyond the point. The point is... No, you're you defending it. No, the point is he should be able to take his scarf yeah, he off. Should, he's a dummy. Without, with, like, unless it was, were both sides in there? No, it's just the one side. Even then, you can take a scarf off with just in the middle. There's enough slack. Yeah. Scarf problems. Scarf physics are, like, just mind-boggling right now, guys. Um, and then, the, so the other ghosty thing that's happening is that while this bus driver is driving along, he knows that something's stuck in his craw, in his door, and he's trying craw. to he's trying to stop the bus, but the, the accelerator is getting pressed down. And he doesn't even say, oh my god, like, what's is, that? He's not like, oh no, I think I might be killing a man. Or, hey, mister, just take your scarf off, why don't you? <laughs> He doesn't say anything. Instead, he's just like, well, I guess I'll roll with it. <laughs> I guess this bus is going this way this fast. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, and the bus stops, and he's dead, and, and the camera pans out to that fucking little girl. Just looking out the window. Just sitting there. Oh, that little girl. Oops. There. Microphone established. Okay. <laughs> um, what, uh, what happens next? Um files missing oh yeah they look at the autopsy file for charlie morris yeah scully and Mulder go into some file file uh, archival stuff yeah and there's a page missing from his autopsy and that's it and the guy who took it out was uh jo- joe bluth yeah charlie fiore no not no charlie. not charlie they're not all charlie just fiore yeah just fiore which reminds me of guy ferretti oh it reminds me of biore pore strips <laughs> oh, I love those. <laughs> Do you ever use those? No, never. Oh my god, you put on your nose and then you take them off and it looks like a little like pimple forest is on that. them. I have heard that. It's great. <laughs> Though I've heard that they're not great for your nose cuz apparently your those little pores on your nose aren't pimples, they're just like pores. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're not actually... supposed to take all that stuff out. Oh, but I just want to all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hello. a pimple. Okay. I'm a pimple popper, guys. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's an anxiety thing. True. Um, like bubble bubble wrap. Oh, oh yeah. my god. We had a giant thing of bubble wrap at work and I just took squares of it and I would like sit at my mm. desk and pop it and then one of our artists came in and like was like, What's that noise? And I was like, Um Nothing. Nothing. Pop. And then she's like, I know your secrets now. <laughs> nothing. Pop pop. <laughs> That's uh, how I de-stress at work. Why did we get to... I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. Um. So the file's missing, and Joe Bluth guy, the cop who was the dead cop's partner, he was the one who checked it out yeah. uh, yesterday, which is weird because when Scully and Mulder asked him about the dead cop, he said, oh, no, I knew him, like, vaguely. But it turns out they were partners? No, he said, he said, Charlie is my partner. Oh. And the one he said he, like, knew by reputation was Barbacola. Oh, but they actually worked together in another precinct during another time, during this whole murder time. Well, they didn't work together. They just had, like, evil plans together. Oh, okay. Well, I tried to fit things together, but it's not working for me. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. And then I wrote, oh, the wife married... To the dead guy, and then to the partner. Yeah, so they go visit uh, Fiore's wife, because they're looking for him now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not home. She's like, I don't know where he went. He never went home. Yeah. Um, and then they notice that she has a shelf full of origami animals. And because it was really weird that the kid did origami, uh, and they ask, oh, a mother asks, oh, why, who does this origami? And he sa- she says, well, my dead, my ex-dead <laughs> husband. My ex-dead, my dead. <laughs> What? My dead husband did it. <laughs> my dead husband. No, she says, my first husband, Charlie. And they're like, not Charlie Morris. And she's like, the very same. <laughs> my ex-dead husband. 
and so now Mulder concludes that because only two people in this universe ever do origami, they are obviously reincarnated of each other. Yeah, he's like, clearly this little girl is Joseph Stalin incarnate, and that's what fucking happened because it's the origami has been done. Clearly, this is full scientific evidence. We need to prove that humans have some sort of soul-like thing and it it is, just bongs around from body to bongs. body well what's that what's that rule of like energy that energy cannot be created, created or, or destroyed. destroyed i guess that's the same concept right I, I guess i think it's not energy it's is it matter i don't know scientists if you're a scientist write in and tell us we're dumb what rule <laughs> i feel like it's energy is it yeah because matter can be created right how? Isn't that like what the Big Bang was? Oh. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe that's a special situation where matter was created and then after that there's no it's new just matter. The one t- matter could be created the one time and then after <laughs> yeah, that not at all. That, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really losing it. <laughs> um and it's not mass can be created and destroyed because let me tell you, I just destroyed that mass of pancakes we just had yeah, for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Okay. Oh, boy. That's why we're so... I'm about to create some matter, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wink, wink, pooping. <laughs> there are some episodes where I'm like, I should never listen to this one again. But this one, Allison, I will listen to again and again <laughs> to try to make sense of things. So, the wife is married to the partner yeah. of the dead guy, yep. who she used to be married to, yep. and the dead guy used to do origami, yep. and because the little girl does origami, that means the dead guy and the little girl are the same pe- person. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, check, the, check, check, check. this is the scientific, like, ruling that Mulder holds so dear to his, like... It has to be this. Yeah, and he's, like, saying to Scully, like, you're fucking dumb if you don't think this is the case. Oh, God. What happens next? Um, hypnosis. Oh, yeah, so they do a past life regression on the little girl, and they're like, how old are you? And she's like, 24. Yeah. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, stop, they're killing me, they're killing me, oh, no. And the and the psychologist, the girl's psychologist is like, you have to stop this, you're going to do more damage. And Mulder's like, you mean like the damage you did by giving pumping this little girl full of drugs? Which means Mulder is a Scientologist. And... <laughs> Mulder's... Yeah. Yes. He was very anti, like, drugs this whole episode. He was. He was like, come on. Scientology was a thing in the 90s, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, Better look into that, X-Files people. (laughs) File it up. Um, File it down. I would would say Mulder would be a Scientologist. I mean, I don't know that it's not true. I'm just going to make rash decisions and rash assumptions just like Fox Mulder. You're right. You're and right. And why not? He why would be just... like, he would just dive right in. He would. He'd be like, oh, aliens on Earth? Thetans? Ghost things? Like making me depressed? Oh, yeah. That's the cause of my depression. Ghost things. Ghost things. Not massive childhood trauma. I mean, aliens. So. Yeah. yeah. Right? He'd be like, hell yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> We've never made the connection before. We've never realized but that his, Mulder was a Scientologist. His anti-like his anti, dep- like drug thing was yeah. like really kind of like, ooh. And who is very anti-drugs? The Scientologists. And I bet you like he would, you know how he was like hurting from his kids or his kids. His He doesn't have a kid. Thank God. Yeah, his um, sister's sisters. His sister's, like, disappearance. He would probably be, he's dealing with his depression and he doesn't know how to and so he's just gonna say it's aliens. Yeah! Or ghosts. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. I'm gonna keep that one on our board of predictions. Yeah. With Deep Throat is his dad and Smoking Man is Ronald Reagan's ghost. Yeah. That only Skinner can see. Yeah. I'm gonna keep yeah. those. I, I'm gonna, we should keep track of those. We should. I think this is an important breakthrough. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, at least we got something done this episode. Yeah, at least we have some sort of conclusion because everything else is just a mess. Um, even I have the next thing. Oh, actually, this was really good. Mulder, this is after the psycho or after the hypnosis. Mulder's like, well, we have to try again. And Scully's like, uh, what are you doing, Mulder? And she says, even if we got this little girl to admit she is the ghost of a 27-year-old murder victim, what grand jury is going to indict someone based on that evidence? Yeah. It's just like the thing with Toom's last episode. What grand jury is going to say, indict this guy because he is a mutant who stretches and eats livers and, and killed sh- people 90 years ago? Yeah, exactly. That's stupid, Moeller. That's not how the world works. And I understand that you know the truth and you're trying to find the truth and you're trying to open people's eyes, you know, the sheeple of humanity. But being an, oh, being an idiot just won't help it makes you look crazy yeah yeah so uh, and that speech by scully i actually did enjoy because we were saying that from day one. Oh yeah <laughs> i'm glad she's like she's really getting what we're putting down yes she always does scully gets us bless her little heart um i wrote down it's a giraffe exclamation mark do you remember what's a giraffe yeah so when they went to see morris's ex-wife and they saw her origami collection. She's mm-hmm. like, he's trying to make all the animals from Noah's Ark in this painting. Oh, but yeah. But he hasn't made the, he never made the giraffe. And so she is at home and there's a knock on the door and she goes and looks out and there's no one there, but there's a little origami giraffe on the doorstep. So this is, this is assuming that the little girl slash the dead cop has made this for the wife. And put it, yeah, put it and there. And put it there saying like, hey, I'm still around sort of thing, which is super creepy. Mm-hmm, super. Mm-hmm. Actually, the giraffe thing was a little creepy. You laughed your head off, but I thought it was pretty creepy. <laughs> um, it comes out that Charlie's um, uh, censored or uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called when a, like a government censors things? It's not on file. It's not on uh, authorization. I don't know what words are. You talking about his autopsy? Yeah, yeah. Remember they said that they were able to get... Because part of his autopsy, things were um, censored by the government Mm -hmm. and censored by the police station. I thought they weren't censored. They were just checked out by that one Oh, were they? Yeah, just that Fiore checked that page out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, he checked that page out. That's right. So okay. they called the guy who did the original autopsy and he had copies of all his files. Yes. And it turns out that Charlie, the dead cop, was not killed by tearing his arm off or his torture. It was by drowning and more specifically salt water drowning. Yeah, but like only around his face. So it had to be a small body of water. So, so and then someone assumed that we keep seeing these shots of that giant... Um, aquarium with no fish in it i didn't even think it had fish in it it was too too much too much budget i guess um and so Mulder assumes that something is there is super serious foul play and that perhaps charlie was drowned in his own saltwater fish tank well and also because there's that weird glitch during the deep regression session oh i just left that out because it was so stupid <laughs> oh you didn't want no go on that? no yeah go yeah, well so you opened like a, up that can of worms now didn't you they videotape the girl and there's like a weird flicker on the tape and then they have this guy like refine the still which is the stupidest thing i've ever heard of yeah it sense and then what they see is like they see the little guy from the aquarium the little deep sea diver and they're like it's the last thing charlie moore has ever saw and i'm like oh boy i usually when they started like to re put together that image um of the really big head and was kind of creepy yeah. like a couple yeah and i thought it was a really ghostly figure i'm like that is kind of creepy of like if you saw that but then it's like oh it's the little scuba diver mm-hmm. that is the stupidest thing yeah. It's not creepy at all. It's a scuba diver. So, uh, uh this anyhow. is This is when, um, the, uh, partner Ferrero. Fiore. What's Ferrero? That's like a Ferrero Rocher. Oh, I love those. <laughs> anyway, that guy. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite chocolate. Um. My favorite is Terry's Chocolate Oranges. Yeah? Yeah. Both available at Christmas. So, guys, if you want to give us Christmas presents. <laughs> Both available at Christmas. Yeah. 
<laughs> Aren't cherry chocolate oranges only available at Christmas time? I'm not sure, but I just thought you were going to say at like a store where they were available. And then you said at Christmas. And I was like, <laughs> are we advertising for Christmas? <laughs> no, I thought they were. I thought Christmas, please sponsor us. <laughs> Christmas. Santa Claus, please. Jesus. Jesus, please sponsor just the Just write your letters to H-O-H-O-H-O. Oh, yeah. Did you ever write a letter to Santa Claus? I did. Did you ever get things back? No. Really? No. Oh, the post office was supposed to write you back. Oh, well, they didn't. They're jerks. <sighs> Anyways. Well, <laughs> down the depressing hole we go. Um, oh, Ferrero. Uh, for, I was going to say Ferrero Rocher. Fiore. Fiore. Like Guy Ferretti. Like Fiore. <laughs> Guy Ferretti um, goes back to his wife and says... Does the thing that I'm always terrified of is your your significant other comes to you and doesn't explain anything but says, we got to pack. Yeah. You got to go right now. You got to go right now. And she's like, why? 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 And I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I had just finished, I wasn't going to do any spoilers, but my husband and I just finished watching the first season of, Far- of Fargo, which if you have, are into television... You need to watch both seasons of Fargo because holy crap. Better than Breaking Bad. Better than Breaking Bad. Ooh, high praise. I know. I know. And I liked Breaking Bad a lot. Um, There's a lot of situations where it's like, okay, honey, it's time to leave, eh? Oh, no, we got to go pack up right now. And that's terrifying to me. Like, what what if Colin got, like hooked into this like crime syndicate through bc hydro first of all i would find that very surprising (laughs) speaking of oatmeal colin is pretty oatmeal (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's just the ones you don't expect man that's true that's true yeah so he's like we gotta go we gotta go because a ghost is after me and as as he's trying to get the wife to pack, the scariest part of this episode happens where it's a little girl with her little dark, um, like darkly lit face just peeping through peeping the through window. Peeping through the window. Hilarious. Oh my god. So I would <laughs> That that was terrifying. I don't like things peeping. That's gross. Um What about Nacho? Well, Nacho is very specifically, he has little gecko peeps and he just peeps right at you with his <laughs> little big little eyes and his little smile. And he's like, do you have any crickets for me, please? P-L-Z, please. <laughs> I am a small gecko. M-S-M-O-L, small gecko. Because <laughs> okay. he's a gecko and he can't smell. spell. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, peeps. Oh. The next thing I wrote is, I bet she shops at Northern Getaway for sure. Yeah, that little girl, because she was wearing a Canadian tuxedo. Oh, yeah, the little girl got in. She got in, and the guy, like, goes downstairs, but first, here's... Oh, my God, this irritated me so much. He locks his wife into the bedroom, and I'm like, first of all, you can't have a bedroom door that locks from the outside. It looks like it has one of those keys. Yeah, but that's crazy. Like an old-fashioned key that you put in the key lock. Yeah, but does it lock from both sides? I don't know. Because if it just you know locks what? from the outside, it's a huge fire hazard. I think... I want to say in one of my houses as a kid, we had a thing like that. Because we bought, like, lots of old houses. Yeah. They had, like, a key with a key lock, but we never turned the key. Yeah. But it was in the key lock, and it, the key was outside the door. That's crazy. Yeah. That's terrible. And maybe it was to, like... When in, in the olden days you wanted to lock your daughter up because no, so <laughs> and you you're the I don't know hide your kids hide your wives yeah exactly uh, there's tons of slow motion shots after this of yeah. the girl doing ghosty things yeah she and does stuff. she gets, uh, gets right up in his biz I would love to have ghosty powers like that yeah. just throw shit around um and then at some point and... Mulder and Skelly get there. Yeah. And Mulder, like, goes to... Oh, yeah! He, he, he... The, the, the guy who's being attacked says, Oh, I'm sorry, it was never supposed to happen this way. Um, why didn't you just take the money yeah. to the little girl? And was it ever established that he knew that the little girl was his dead ex-partner? Never. Is he just assuming? Like, I... I think he has made the leap of his own volition. Because, obviously, the leap is so obvious... It's scientifically proven. I think there's no way. By origami. Yeah. 
I think I think he has just fi- like he's figured it out for himself, quote unquote, because I don't believe it. But you know, it just uh, uh anyway. Uh, <laughs> here you. My favorite line that you said is when the wife is, <laughs> is pleading to the little girl. It's like, no, please don't hurt him. <laughs> and it's an awkward moment, and you say so. So, is she gonna marry the little girl now? <laughs> well, it's, it's is that, her ex-husband. Is that what happens? Or her ex-husband is now an eight-year-old girl. She could very well still be in love with him. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Anyway, for whatever reason, the ghost that is possessing this little girl breaks the aquarium that yeah. he is drowned he was drowned in and then everything is all better. oh and then he f's right off yeah then she's gone then and the then, little girl's fine and the little girl's fine she swims in the pool and Mulder is checking her out in the pool don't say that well she he is <sighs> <sighs> we know Mulder's obsession with small girls oh my god what <laughs> this is going too far do you know what i mean his sister yeah yeah he's a real creep no, his sister and, and like... And that portrait that he That stroked. portrait that he stroked and the eaves and yeah. the... Just, there's just too <laughs> I know, much. I get you. This makes me uncomfortable. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Does anyone listen to us anymore? I don't know. <laughs> you think they've turned us off by like episode like 10? It's like, well, this isn't getting any better. And then they try again. Well, maybe episode 22. And I'm just t- like, nope. <laughs> Well, thanks for hanging on if you still listen to us. Um, that's it. That's the whole episode. The ghost F's off. Yeah. The little girl goes for a swim. And now, we're like, we're done. Now, in tombs, they say everything's going to change. But there's no changing. Literally nothing changed. Like, Skinner wasn't in it saying, don't you go off the rails again, Mulder. I think they were just being ominous about the end of the season. Oh. Well, they should have put this episode... They, they could have done without this episode. They could have just cut it all together. Because it, 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 it was so similar it was, to all the other ones. It was garbage. It was worthless. Well, there was a lot of them that are garbage, but this one was just like... It's, Special garbage. It's not... It, 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 recycled it, garbage. It was recycled garbage. It was... Nailed it, was, it. Thank you. Yeah. It just seemed like it was rehashed. It was old. It was old news, and, and it was like they Play-Dohed. They super glued three episodes together. It wasn't yeah, original. Totally. Like at least like the Eve thing, I can appreciate with like, wow, that's a unique storyline. <laughs> a, a lot of people, a lot of people like Eve. I mean, even fuck, even space. That was a that was I've never seen that before. No one should ever see that, but I've never. It was original. Yeah, but this was just recycled garbage. This was recycled garbage. Um, I grade on a spooky scale. It was the the little girl was very good in it. Yeah, Andrea Lipman, Fluttershy, um, Pinkie Pie. I uh, those are ponies. I <laughs> those are ponies that I acknowledge exist. Um, way better than the girls who did Eve mm-hmm. in terms of creepy little girls which seems to be a trope in this season yeah, um, she was really she great. was the best she was the best yeah. one so in terms of creepiness I'm gonna give it a 2.5 yeah 2.5 out of 5 okay spooky alien thumbs up um she did a really good job and I wish that there was more of her being spooky because mm-hmm. I think that would have saved it and I th- I, I wish the plot was simplified yeah streamlined and simplified yeah how about you? How about your bullshit meter? Uh, I read on a rage scale. Yep. I'm going to give this a... S- 10 is like I'm really angry, 10 right? 10 is you don't want to watch the X-Files anymore. Oh, okay. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Yeah. Because like, it's not like it was terrible, but it's also like just... It was just garbage. So, But it wasn't like infuriating garbage. It wasn't infuri- It was just ho-hum. Yeah, it was ho-hum. It was really ho-hum. It was, we've seen it before. If Eve didn't exist, if Shadows, if the other one that I keep forgetting. Yeah, then it might have been okay. Then it might have been, if it stood on its own, it might have been okay. But I, I just like, I've seen this before. Okay, well, let's talk about this motherfucking thing. Yeah, let's talk about some personal X-Files. Woo! Um, so this took place in Buffalo, New York. So I wanted to, and we wanted to talk about something ghosty in Buffalo, New York. And um, the number one most haunted place in Buffalo, New York, uh, in Lovejoy, actually, 
is the Iron Island Museum. Um, this building has seen tragedy and sorrow in its 127 years, and some of that sadness still lingers in the form of spirits who have no desire to move on. Now, here's the difference between East Coast and West Coast. We don't have a lot of places that are 127 years nope. old. No. Um, so we get, we get, I mean, they get lots of ghosty stuff. Lots of good ghosty stuff. Um, the interior, exterior of the museum looks like a church because it was built as a Methodist Episcopal, Episcopal, what's Episcopal? Can I see it? Episcopal. Episcopal? Episcopal. What's that? Uh, you know it's what? like the Episcopalian church. Well, I, yeah, but what, what, like, what, how's that different from like Protestant oh, or Catholic? Oh, I know very, very, you know? <laughs> very little know, about very religion. Little. Okay. Um, sure, but it was a church. In, in 1885, it became a funeral home in the 1950s, and in 2000, when Iron Island Preservation Society moved into the building, over 20 containers of cremated human remains were found in the basement. Oh my god! So, you know it's good when first it's a church, and things will probably be, you know, buried in a church. Yeah. And second of all, it's a funeral home. Mm-hmm. So that's not good either. Um, activity has been prevalent in this building for many years, but when it came and became a museum, the activity increased. More than one spirit occupies the building and paranormal investigators believe that those paranormal investigators, (laughs) uh, believe that many of the spirits are there because of the artifacts they are attached to. Some spirits, however, saw their bodies laid out here when it was at the funeral home and they have decided to stay, even though their bodies are long gone. Um... From the moment you walk into the building, you feel the spirits. The air is heavy with their presence. These ghosts call people by name, move objects, rearrange furniture, drain battery energy, turn on and off lights, and open and close door. The ghost children, three boys and a girl, have been known to sit on the laps of the living, mess (laughs) around with investigators' equipment, and play with toys left for them in one of the rooms. Even during meetings and events, there are often noises, bangs, knockings, and footsteps heard. No one who is familiar with this building is surprised when they walk into a cold spot. Um, 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 um. The evidence is overwhelming. The museum is constantly monitored by video cameras, resulting in capturing ghostly movements. Investigators have recorded giggling and vocal answers to their questions. Photographs have shown orbs, which is a big thing in ghost hunting, mm-hmm. uh, mist in the shadows of man standing standing against a wall. Um, children, the ghost children have moved moved items from the gift shop over and over to one of the cameras. So lots of crazy things. Um. Are you, what's... I'm just checking the oh. title of the next episode. Okay. Um, I'm like, what, where are you going on Facebook or... No. <laughs> um, so there is some really cool videos and pictures of ghost hunters uh, finding things in the Iron Island Museum. And we'll post a link this week about the Iron Island Museum a really creepy place in Buffalo, New York. And Allison looks like she's ready to take a nappy nap. Mm-hmm. But first... But first... We have to say um, one really quick thing. Again, remember, guys, if you like the Double X Files, which I don't know why you wouldn't, really, <laughs> um, you can donate at our Patreon, Patreon uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack. And if you donate $7, you can join our Double X Files Snail Mail Mystery Club. Woohoo! Who knows what we'll send you in the mail? Could be a finger. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, if you want a thing, you know. <laughs> uh, so you can do that. Again, patreon.com slash thunderquack. And you can donate to keep us running. Um, I suppose if you don't want us to keep running, you could not donate. <laughs> Who knows how many people hate us. So true. All those Mulder fans. <laughs> yeah. 100%. No, I'm sure. We we see eye to eye. We we come we have an agreement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's finish this fucker up. Okay. The prediction. Yes. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Do the prediction. What is the next episode called? The title of season one, episode 23, is Roland. Roland. Not like Poland? No, Roland. 
Is it a name? I would assume so, but I don't remember. Oh, that's not going to help me at all. Nope. Jeez. Um, so get this. It's going to be a girl who is possessed by a murderer. <laughs> Wait, we've done that like seven times, so <laughs> maybe not that. You sure it's not like a place? Can I look it up to see if it's a place? No, I, okay, I know it's a person. It's a person. Oh, God. So, okay. Um, we've got two more episodes, right? Yeah. We got to wrap this shit up. We do. So I'm going to say it's an FBI thing. It's, a, it's an agent. Roland, Agent Roland. And he, um... I'm going to say, like, he's kind of like a red shirt where he was put in a situation and something supernatural, like, happened to him or he, he was killed and Mulder's to blame. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I hope that's I know. It. I'm a writer. That would be a fantastic episode. But you know what? <laughs> it's going to be bullshit. It's going to be another ghost girl thing. I bet you. We'll see. Okay. I hope not. I'm just, I don't mean to be angry, guys. It's okay. It's okay to be disappointed. Tombs is good. I really enjoyed that. We we recorded Tombs and then this episode at the same time. And then it's a real downer when you go from one good episode to a really... Roof one. Really, really recycled blah one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't even entertaining in a silly way. Like, what was the robot computer one? Oh my god, I don't oh, remember. Oh, jeez. That was guys... that was a good one. Yeah, that was a that good was, one. I mean, because it was funny. It was funny. Um, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say if you guys out there have different opinions about this episode or any yes. of the episodes we've watched. Oh my watched, gosh, yeah. You can tweet us at Double X Files. Find us on Facebook at Double X Files. Uh, fuck yeah, Double X Files on Tumblr and Double X Files podcast on the Gmail. Because I was talking about it, like people loved Eve, and we just could. I mean, it was just so silly to us. Yeah, but, but I'd love to hear people's I w- opinions. I want to know why people. I mean, if you really like this episode, if this was super creepy. Give us a shout out. Yeah. Okay. Um. Until then, guys, we've got two more episodes. Make sure you stay with us. Um. I'm very excited for this finale. Mm-hmm. So that means we can take a break from X-Files for a while. Yep. But we're going to go back to the revival in yeah. January. We are going in blind. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So stick with us, friends. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, the truth is, is out there. there.